Are your wiper blades chattering, skipping, or squeaking? Don't let streaks or smearing on your windshield compromise your visibility. When it's time to replace your wiper blades, stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts and see our selection. Our professional parts people will even install your new wiper blades while you wait. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. Winter is coming. Heavy rain, sleet, snow, and ice. Are your tires up for the challenge? Tread confidently in winter's worst with a set of new tires from Tire Rack. They sell only the best, like the full line of Pirelli tires. Go to TireRack.com slash sports. Tell them what you drive. Your tires will ship fast and free to you or one of over 10,000 recommended installers. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. Welcome in, podcast listeners. Want to let you know, Friday, biggest day in the history of the podcast. Kind of blown away. Appreciate all of you. Uh, And uh, I think we're going to entertain you pretty well, hopefully, with the Tuesday edition of the podcast. Todd Furman swings by. I won't say that he's officially dancing on Arkansas's grave, but he wasn't crying over uh, the loss of Eric Musselman. Then we've got an interesting uh, guest, Bianca Belair from uh, the WWE as we get ready for WrestleMania. She ran track at three different SEC schools, swinging by and hanging out with us. And Petros Papadakis will join us, as he often does, pretty much every Tuesday in the third hour of the program. We're breaking down the runs to the Final Four for Baylor and also for Houston. Who do we think wins in the game between Gonzaga and USC and also Michigan going up against UCLA? Uh, We had a good gambling night. Can we keep it going? The blood bank guarantee, actually a double blood bank guarantee. Uh, Appreciate all of you hanging out with us. The show is live from 6 to 9 a.m. Eastern. 400, I think it is now, stations, 600 Fox Sports Radio affiliates. I can't even keep up with them all, but you get it right now on the podcast, and it begins at this moment for you. Outkick the coverage with Clay Travis live every weekday morning from 6 to 9 a.m. Eastern. 3 to 6 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for Outkick the coverage at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every morning on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. Now let's get this party started. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. We are halfway to the Final Four. And for those of you listening in the state of Texas, It is a super regional matchup that we now have. Baylor not separated very much by Houston. And uh, that is a very unlikely Final Four matchup. So basically the Texas State Championship will be taking place in uh, one side of the Final Four. And whoever advances will be representing the state of Texas in the national title game. 
And the other side of the equation will be decided tonight when we have in the early game Gonzaga going up against USC, which I think has the potential to be an incredible basketball game. Gonzaga going up against USC and then Battle of Los Angeles potentially. Uh, You've got UCLA going up against Michigan in the late game. Yes, I said the late game. If you're listening to me on the East Coast, you may be bleary-eyed because last night's game between Baylor and Arkansas did not end until after midnight. And now you are talking about a situation where you've got a game with Michigan going up against UCLA that won't end until after midnight on the East Coast as well. So uh, I'll be watching them. We'll be up bright and early with you uh, on the uh, Wednesday edition of the program, breaking down everything. But that is where we are headed uh, in the NCAA tournament. So far, by the way, we have not had any major COVID issues since VCU and this quote is starting to get some attention and I actually agree with Baylor coach Kim Mulkey and she's going to get ripped by most of the people in my industry Uh, but she said last night I don't think my words will matter but after the games today and tomorrow there are four teams left on the men's side and the women's side they need to dump the COVID testing Wouldn't it be a shame to keep COVID testing and then you got kids that end up testing positive or something and then they don't get to play in the final four. So you need to just forget the COVID test and let the four teams that are playing in each final four battle, uh, each final four go battle it out. Now, this is going to be controversial because the Corona Bros and sports media are going to lose their mind. But what I would say is pretty straightforward. Haven't we learned that COVID has not impacted in any way college athletes. From the moment that you actually looked at the data, you were clear, I was clear, anyone with a functional brain who looked at the data could tell that young people were under more danger on average from the seasonal flu or from driving to and from the campus than they were from COVID. And at this point in time, we have played basically a year Right. I mean, it's we're coming up on a full year that kids have been back on college campuses, tested positive coaches. We haven't had a single serious hospitalization, meaning a risk of death. And we haven't had a single death yet. So I hope that the NCAA at this point in time has some sort of protocol in place if a team tested positive, because let me just give you an example. What if Gonzaga, let's say they win tonight against USC, which I think they will do. And they are then sitting at 30-0. and 0, And they have a player test positive for COVID. Are you really telling me that you are going to forfeit their ability to compete in the Final Four and potentially complete a national championship 32-0 and 0 season, the first undefeated season since 1976, because one of their players happens to test positive for COVID? I hope the NCAA has some protocol in place to allow these games to be played once we get, in theory, knock on wood, down to the Final Four. We're down to the Final Six right now, right? Uh, Because we have two Final Four teams to be picked uh, tonight, and we already know the other side of the bracket. But regardless of which which team it is, if it's Baylor, if it's Houston, if it's UCLA, USC, uh, Gonzaga, or Michigan, I know people, or the women's uh, Final Four as well, I know some people are going to lose their mind and they're going to be upset by the way that this uh, this argument took place. And they're going to be upset with Baylor's women's basketball coach for coming out and saying with the, about what she did. 
But I actually agree with her, and I think the data reflects that the argument she is making is the right one. I will probably be the only person in the entirety of sports media who will say this and not lose their mind over COVID, but that's where I am. I've made the arguments based on data uh, since this started. I was one of the first people to argue, hey, you know what? You could do a bubble. You could do this safely. Uh, If you've been listening to this program for a long time, I didn't lose my mind when the Miami Marlins tested positive. Uh, for COVID back in the day, uh, in the early days of Major League Baseball. I was pushing as hard as I possibly could for Big Ten athletics to exist uh, and for college football to be played. I'm glad we got all those in. I've been going to games. I've been to college basketball games. I've been to a bunch of NFL games. I've been to college football games. uh, And I believe that the data has reflected that I was right, that you could play a sports season safely i hope fingers crossed that we're going to be able to complete the final four uh, but that is still a looming fear that is out there so far the only thing we've lost from the men's tournament is the ability for vcu to compete and i hope now we'll get the final four set tonight i think we're going to end up with my prediction for you gonzaga going up against michigan and uh, we already know that we've got baylor uh, going up against uh, against Houston. So we will see exactly how this shakes out. One of the big questions that I think is looming out there is how are sports fans going to respond to an NCAA tournament without potentially in the Final Four a lot of massive, big, monster brands? I can tell you that Baylor and Houston, well-deserving of their spot in the Final Four, but not exactly household names uh, that a lot of people tune in for. So I don't know the answer here. Will there be some sort of massive crowd that tunes in to check and see exactly how this uh, this situation plays out? I'm not sure. I do know this. I'll bring in Dub. Uh, we're going to give you our gambling picks for the Elite Eight uh, as we finish off uh, the program later in the day. But Dub, we almost went 4-0. You gave your blood bank guarantee it was Baylor at half up on Arkansas. It was a good argument by you because Arkansas has gotten down by double digits to every team they played in the first three uh, games in the NCAA tournament, and they made it four in a row. Uh, And so you won that. Props to you. Yeah, and uh, it did get a little bit nervous towards the end of that first half. They were at one point up by almost 20 points, had to sweat it out at the end. Yeah, there's no doubt. And by the way, people had to sweat out what was happening in the two games uh, that I won. The game that I lost, by the way, I had uh, I had Arkansas plus eight. Baylor ends up covering that game by winning by nine. And it was a, uh, a lot of back and forth down the stretch there to see where exactly that number was going to close. Uh, but bigger picture here, uh, we won the blood bank guarantee, the under hit in the game. But uh, man, there were a lot of free throws in that final minute. The under hit in the game between Oregon State and Houston and also Oregon State came uh, back from a major deficit to cover in that game as well. Uh, so uh, the picks that we gave out to everybody went 3-1, and one, which is pretty fantastic. And uh, I, uh, I'm happy with that. Hopefully, we'll give you some more picks for the Elite Eight to close out uh, the show here in the third hour. Let me also let you know where we are headed, by the way. Todd Furman, Arkansas has lost – uh, Musselman went after Furman for saying there was a coaching mismatch between Musselman and Chris Beard. And so we'll see whether Chris, uh, Todd Furman wants to take a victory lap over Arkansas managing to foul out. I mean, come on. Their best player in terms of points being scored with 14 minutes left in the game. 
uh, that's a pretty big coaching mishap there from uh, from Musselman. Uh, but a good season from Arkansas getting back to the Elite Eight. But Furman's going to join us next. We're talking to Bianca uh, Belair, who is a WWE uh, wrestler with WrestleMania getting closer in the second hour, scheduled to, and Petros Papadakis, AM570 LA Sports, will join us in the third hour of the program. So we have got a pretty packed show headed for you in this direction. We've also got some craziness to get into. One of the dumbest ideas of a sports boycott of all time and enjoy involves the Masters. I'll be talking about that. And also, Fans are bailing on watching sports. What does the data tell us the reason is that they are doing so? Uh, That is where we are going to head. But to me, as we continue to roll through this program, going to unpack what Gonzaga has at stake. This is a team that is right now sitting at 29-0. Can they get to 32-0? Join Bobby Knight's 1976 Indiana Hoosiers team. First team it would be in 45 years that has managed to actually go undefeated. I think it is an incredible journey that they are on. And I think, if anything, we have undercovered what Gonzaga has actually been capable of. If you think about how, for instance, we would have been covering a Kentucky or a Kansas or UNC or a Duke, one of the big, broad brands of college basketball, if they were still undefeated and into this tournament, not to mention doing so in a COVID year when everything has been so much more difficult, it would be a monster story. But right now, I feel like Gonzaga and Mark Few are under the radar with what they have been able to accomplish. We'll talk about that as we move throughout the course of the program. This is Outkick the Coverage with Clay Travis. What's up, everyone? It's me, three-time NFL All-Pro Sean Marion. And I have a new sports podcast called the Lights Out Podcast with Sean Marion. This podcast is special to me as I get a chance to talk to some of the best who've ever done it on the field or the track. So whether it's talking to a Super Bowl champion or a NASCAR Cup Series champion, the Lights Out Podcast will bring it to you the only way I know how to. I'm giving you the best insight from the best who've ever done it. Listen to Lights Out with Sean Marion on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcast. Hey, it's Jonas Knox, and you know O'Reilly Auto Parts, you know, o o o O'Reilly, who are in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offer friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free, in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you find the right battery for your vehicle. Need your windshield wipers replaced a brake light fix or a quick service they'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice you'll find the employees at o'reilly auto parts are knowledgeable helpful and best of all friendly and by the way i was just at o'reilly not that long ago within the last month and guess what needed some help with the alternator had some questions with the batteries they helped me right away and did it right there in the parking lot the professional parts people at O'Reilly Auto Parts are your one-stop shop for all things auto, do-it-yourself, and you can find what you need in-store or online. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit them at O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, 
We've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. You've put it off long enough. It's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has tires that will elevate your drive. Touring tires for commuter comfort. Performance tires for sporty handling. All-terrain tires for on- and off-road adventure. Go to TireRack.com to get started. Not sure where to begin? Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from the full line of Pirelli tires. Shipped fast and free to a recommended install near you or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation they'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site it doesn't get much easier than that go to tirerackcom sports to see their pirelli test results tire ratings and consumer reviews and be sure to check out all the current special offers great tires and a great deal what more could you ask for that's tirerackcom sports tirerack.com the way tire buying should be Todd Furman, you may have felt like you got hit by a train uh, when it came to the Arkansas fan base and their reaction to your prediction back in the Texas Tech-Arkansas game in the round of 32. Be honest, did you take any joy in Baylor's win over Arkansas to end the Razorback season? Well, I just think it's amazing when you fall down by double digits to a team that has better basketball players and better athletes, you can't erase that potential deficit. And to Arkansas's credit, I'm not sure what I liked more, the two field goals in the final nine minutes or thereabouts when they didn't drop any offense or letting one of the team's best players fall out of the game with 13-plus minutes to go. Yeah, that was crazy. Arkansas was the better team. They just got a little bit unlucky running into Baylor clay. Uh, and it do- definitely helps your Eric Musselman argument. I don't remember the last time I've seen a player foul out with 13 or 14 minutes left in a game. You know, I can understand if you're leaving one of your stars in there if you feel a game is starting to get away from you, but Arkansas had chipped into Baylor's lead. You're only down 10. You have a ton of time. A team that's felt comfortable playing from behind. I don't. It felt desperate to me, and whether the coach lost sight of how many fouls or he wanted to make sure that it was the last gasp. It was one of the more curious coaching decisions we'd seen. But again, with Arkansas, whether it was their defense against Oral Roberts where they couldn't execute the trap, Oral was missing open threes, or Texas Tech basically stymieing them over the final five, six minutes. Arkansas just never got into a half-court offense, uh, and Baylor proved that they had more shot makers that Arkansas just couldn't match. Uh, By the way, when he fouled out, the Arkansas player was the leading scorer in the entire game. So uh, he was having a pretty good good go of it. Uh, We're talking to Todd Furman. What do you expect to see when the Baylor-Houston line really gets rolling? I I think that Baylor's around a a four-and-a-half-point favorite, you told me off the air. Uh, Do you expect much movement in this line between now? And is 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 the game played on Saturday? I haven't even checked. Are we back to normal on the (laughs) Saturday-Monday turn for the Final Four, or are they also on different days? 
No, we're back to the Saturday-Monday turn. So for the first time, it's going to feel a semblance of normalcy. You mentioned this side at 4.5. I'm going to be very interested to see where it goes. I actually think you're going to see Baylor take a little bit of money. The total will be slightly more fascinating because Houston, as we've seen, not exactly an offensive juggernaut. For them to be successful, they're going to want to play a game in the low 60s, uh, whereas I think Baylor would feel much more comfortable utilizing their trio of talented guards, opening up a little bit. Uh, but Calvin Sampson is going to take the air out of the ball, and my earliest inclination would be to go under the total. Uh, I actually make Baylor right in this point spread range, so I don't see a whole lot of wiggle room right now until I dig a little bit more into the matchup. All right, so the Arkansas game against uh, Baylor, we obviously talked about a decent amount already, Furman, but what did you learn, if anything, from the Houston performance against uh, Oregon State? They got up big. They nearly gave it away. From a gambling perspective, my goodness, you needed like your, your own version of that. I had the under and I had Oregon State, and it felt like they scored 20-plus points basically in that final minute with all the fouls going back and forth uh, and all of the, uh, the turnovers from Oregon State. They couldn't quite keep it close enough. Is Houston, in your mind, good enough to win uh, the title now that they're in the Final Four? Can they win two more games? I think Houston has kind of reached its ceiling. When you look at the way the Cougars play, this team is extremely limited offensively. Kelvin Sampson has gotten more out of this bunch than I think a lot of us believed was possible. Uh, Quentin Grimes, the Kansas transfer, has kind of resurrected his career. He's the one guy that you worry about being able to beat defenders off the dribble. I don't think Sasser provides that. I don't think your injured point guard gives you that luxury. And when you look at Houston, the thing that they do better than anything else in their game is attack the offensive glass. I'm not always sure that's the most viable strategy to win a Final Four matchup uh, and ultimately a national championship. But I do think to the Cougars' credit, they were the beneficiary of a very lucky draw. And it's what we talked about coming in, that Houston had the most favorable path of any two seed that we had seen. Now, did we think they were only going to have to be double-digit seeds en route to getting into the Final Four? Probably not. But all you can do is beat the teams in front of you. And the Houston Cougars have done that. And it's a reminder why they've been a fixture atop the American Athletic Conference and arguably you know, one of the best mid-majors not named Zaga over the last three to five years. What do you think about uh, the two games that are going on tonight? Uh, L.A. obviously uh, reveling in basketball supremacy, the likes of which we have never seen from them before, uh, being able to go out there and get USC and UCLA. We talked about this uh, on Monday on Fox Bet Live. Who was the best opportunity? Who was the best chance to actually win USC or UCLA? Uh, but let's talk about it in a bigger picture here. Gonzaga there, Michigan there. Uh, do you think that the Zags and Michigan both win? And if so, how would you assess that matchup going forward? Well, it all hinges on do we think Fox TV executives are up this early in the morning listening to my breakdown <laughs> here because I obviously have to say nice things about the USC Trojans and if I shoot belittling remarks in UCLA's direction, there's always a chance of promotion, a little bit more airtime uh, when it comes to the folks there, back in For LA, people but... who don't know, there is a massive number of big-time Trojan grad fans who work at Fox and Fox is based in LA, so it's not really a surprise that they would have a strong SC connection, uh, but that rivalry is pretty strong between SC and UCLA. 
It is, and when you look at these two programs, I think both of them a little bit surprising to be here. I actually thought USC had all the potential to make a deep run. This is where I had them bowing out against Gonzaga, but I've been thoroughly impressed with SC through the first three games in the tournament. Drake, they didn't play all that well, but still were able to win comfortably. Against Kansas, they utilized their length and size in the interior. The Jayhawks found nothing easy at the rim, and it was more or less rinse and repeat in the win against Oregon as well. So when you look at SC, I think this will be the toughest matchup for Gonzaga. Drew Timmy's going to have his hands full dealing with Evan Mobley, a guy who's going to be able to perform at the next level. I do think Gonzaga has more ways they can beat you on the perimeter, uh, but this is a fascinating matchup, and I actually think this number is a touch rich. Would not be surprised if throughout the course of the day we saw the nines disappear from the market, especially at FanDuel, and tick in USC's favor. We've already seen some under money as well that I'm actually in agreement on. I think USC would be smart to try and operate in the half court, not get out and run in transition where Gonzaga does most of their damage. Meanwhile, the other game with UCLA and Michigan, hey, Mick Cronin has basically resurrected this team season. They were a dark horse picked by many to get into the Final Four before the season started, but you never would have known it had you watched UCLA through the second half of conference play, a team that lost its final four games of the regular season. Well, I guess three games in the regular season, one in the Pac-12 tournament to Oregon State, uh, and has figured out, hey, look, we have to be more guard-oriented, we have to be efficient on offense, and they've been successful clamping down with three-point defense through this tournament. Now, this is a Michigan team who I think really felt disrespected. All of us kind of said, oh, without Isaiah Livers, their ceiling was going to be limited. Well, don't tell that to Juwan Howard's team. But again, a game where you've seen money come in on the underdog, you've also seen the under get bet, and I think UCLA will find a few wrinkles to keep this game competitive, and I don't mean this as a negative spin on the last two teams Michigan's beaten in LSU and Florida State, but they're not the smartest basketball teams. UCLA won't go out there and beat themselves. Michigan is going to have to do it in the half court, uh, and I think this could come down to the final possession or two, so I definitely have a strong lean towards UCLA. Uh, On the other side, uh, obviously, we're starting to look at the bigger picture, but there were so many uh, upsets that occurred early in this tournament, and we could end up, right, in in theory, with a pretty much chalk Final Four, right, Uh, as you kind of look at things in general. And one part of that chalk is Gonzaga, and I was looking at Ken Pomeroy's stats, Ken Pomeroy has Gonzaga not only obviously at 29 and 0 looking for three more wins to get to 32 and 0 as a historically good team this year they're a historically dominant team up there with among the best college football teams of all time from an odds maker perspective are the Zags that good uh, in terms of elite not only this year but historically yeah, they're, they're right up there, and I think a lot of people have some skepticism. Go, well, this team hasn't been tested. They've only played one game that was decided by single digits that came right around Christmas time against West Virginia. But you go through the non-conference portion of their schedule, and it wasn't though Mark Few and Gonzaga shied away from playing anybody. I mean, right. they had a game canceled against Baylor that I think all of us would have loved to have seen back then, but they took care of Virginia, scored nearly 100 points in that game. You blew out Kansas, you blew out Iowa, and every team that stood in their path, other than maybe B BYU in the West Coast Conference Championship, Gonzaga has dusted when they're not playing their best game. The crazy part about this roster is you have three guys that are more than capable of filling it up. And Corey Kispert, Jalen Suggs, and Drew Timmy, they go even deeper than that. And when you look at their numbers from an offensive efficiency standpoint, you mentioned Kempom, they're staggering. Gonzaga has a chance to be the highest scoring team in college basketball that we've seen since VMI back in 2007. Why is that important? Well, VMI wasn't a good basketball team. 
team. They ran up and down the court, didn't defend. Gonzaga could go undefeated and still average well over 90 points. They provide that much of a matchup nightmare. I think we're going to see their toughness tested on the defensive end. And there's a lot of people that wonder, hey, look, if Gonzaga beats USC, you know, what will that look like against the winner of UCLA-Michigan and whoever emerges from the other part of the draw? Do they have enough physicality and defensive intensity? Well, I think they can outscore any team in the country. And you only have to play a little bit of defense when you pencil yourselves in for 80 every night. Yeah, look, and, and I think there's an argument. Usually when a team is undefeated, I think about Kentucky, I think it was five or six years ago, a historically really good Kentucky basketball team that ended up losing to Wisconsin. They were covered from, you know, basically the time you got into November or December in minute detail about whether or not they were going to be able to stay undefeated. I feel like Gonzaga in many ways has snuck up on a lot of people with their run at 32-0 and and joining Indiana in 1976 as the first team in college basketball to do it since then, not to mention they're doing it in a COVID pandemic year when there are all these other crazy aspects associated with trying to play college basketball or any sport. Is this one of the great underplayed stories if the Zags continue to win, advance the Final Four, and put themselves even closer to that elusive brass ring of not only a national championship, but of an undefeated season, which hasn't happened in 20, whatever, 35 years, 45 years, whatever that, I can barely do the math, 45 years ago. I think you're going to see a lot more buzz, posh and pageantry, should Gonzaga win today leading up into the Final Four. That will be the headline story, regardless of how much chalk we have vying for the national championship. Now, the one thing we've seen, and I know you and I have talked about it for months now, pedigree makes a difference as well as coaching. All of the favorites in the sports that we've watched unfold in a bubble environment, college basketball will be the last, have risen to the occasion. NFL may be the slight outlier, but Tom Brady we know has the ability, and he's got plenty of rings to show for it, but we saw the Lakers, we've seen the Dodgers, we've seen the Tampa Bay Lightning, you've seen Alabama. The list goes on and on, and I think one thing that actually works in Gonzaga's favor, playing in this environment, you don't have to travel. You don't yeah. have to go back to campus and deal with anything else other than focusing on the task at hand. You And the one thing that's evident, and I've heard the CBS commentators make note of this multiple times, these guys genuinely enjoy playing with each other. The body language looks tremendous. There's nobody that slumps their shoulders, and they make the extra pass because they know the ball is coming back to them. That's not something that we can say about some of the Kentucky teams where all of these guys had aspirations of playing at the next level and only cared if they were the number one overall pick. I mean, this is team basketball and the nice luxury that Mark Few has. One of these guys can have an off night and it's not a death sentence like we've seen from the Alabamas of the world when, hey, look, you have one pitch and that pitch isn't working. Well, in Alabama's case, the threes weren't falling, but I guess it was ultimately the free throw line that did them in. Gonzaga can beat you in a variety of ways. Does it frustrate you to watch college basketball officiating more than officiating and refereeing in other sports? Uh, Because the reason why I ask is uh, it just feels to me like the block charge, like the officiating decisions in general are so arbitrary. And I know it, it, they're trying to do their best and everything else, but it seems to me like there are a lot of calls that could go either way, very arbitrary in terms of what gets called a reach and what doesn't. When you watch college basketball from a gambling perspective, does that drive you crazy? I think the inconsistency drives everyone crazy, whether you're a sports better, whether you're a devout fan or any other 
sampling of college basketball that you'll take in throughout the course of the season. But at the same time, I'm also realistic with the expectations. These officials aren't full-time. I mean, these guys go from one conference to another, one sport to another. And if we have part-time officials out there, can we expect them to perform at the same level as an NFL official or, you know, even those guys that aren't full-time? I think we have to, you know, set some of those boundaries and parameters and go, hey, look, until we pay these guys like full-time employees and this is their one job, imagine if you only did radio, you know, every four today when it came to creating a show outline or generating content or me trying to handicap going, nope, I'm only going to watch games on Tuesday nights, but I'm going to expect to pick winners throughout the course of the season. Uh, it's just tough. And of course, it comes under a big microscope when you have a bang-bang call. But block charge, arguably the most arbitrary call that you're going to find in any sport. And this coming from a hockey fan where you can call interference and hooking uh, nearly every second of an NHL game. 17-game NFL season. Um, We haven't really talked about it a lot on this show, and it occurs to me I should have mentioned it, so I'll bring it up with you. How does it change, if at all, handicapping from a oddsmaker perspective? Uh, In particular, I think about something, and I'll give you an example. If Derrick Henry were to stay healthy, 17-game season, pretty decent chance that he would have broken the all-time NFL rushing record. We know that, uh, that that these records obviously are in different universe. I mean, even back in the day, Roger Maris tying and then breaking Babe Ruth's record in a 162-game season as opposed to the 154 that the Babe played. But overall, does it change much of your handicapping when you look at a 17-game NFL season? It'll be interesting to see what odds makers do as far as win totals are concerned. People are going to have to be a little bit more cautious using that from a historical sample size uh, because you're going to see bigger numbers out there than we've ever grown accustomed to. The same thing for some of those yardage totals as well. But you do have to factor in that teams may clinch a little bit earlier. I think it'll be more important for some of these teams to rest going into the playoffs. And you're going to need a deeper roster than ever before. We know with the National Football League, it's not always the best team that wins. It's the healthiest team. And a war of attrition. Every time you tack on an extra 60 minutes to uh, a game plan, whether it's an extra playoff game or regular season game in this case, uh, going to be tough uh, on these teams. And I think you know we'll see who can withstand uh, the wear and tear, or withstand, withstand the wear and tear uh, <laughs> that inevitably unfolds over the course of 17 weeks. We're talking to Todd Furman, Fox Bet Live, co-host of mine. What did you think of the dirt track at Bristol? Uh, I thought it looked like the race was taking place on Mars uh, for some of the camera <laughs> angles that, that we saw out there. I was a little bit critical of what happened early on in the race. You had two of the co-favorites in Kyle Larson and Christopher Bell who had said the track wasn't ready to go after they had watered it down to tamp some of the uh, dirt that we saw flying around, ultimately leading to a wreck. But I think it was a great spectacle. I mean, NASCAR's done an outstanding job already this season, uh, differentiating some of the tracks. We're going to see a lot more road courses. And the fact that they made the announcement right away that they're going to run the dirt track again. Let's hope the folks in Bristol can learn from it, uh, and we can only hope that we don't have torrential downpours leading up to it, because these races are, are much better served when they have that Sunday showcase time slot uh, than a Monday afternoon where some folks are working, and uh, I may be more inclined to actually bet that race next year than I was this one, where I only made a couple of small matchup plays more for entertainment uh, than to actually turn a profit. Last question for you. Major League Baseball Thursday I believe is the opener on May, on April 1st. Uh, we got a 162 game season scheduled back to some form of normalcy there what stands out to you from a futures perspective about major league baseball 
all the buzz around the favorites, Dodgers and Yankees, uh, front runners in, in their respective leagues. We'll see if the Padres can kind of bridge that gap. Uh, and you know me, I'm real reluctant to say nice things about team that, teams that you or your family root for. Yeah, that's but right. But I think the I think the Braves are flying under the radar a bit in the National League East because the Mets have grabbed all the headlines uh, with Steve Cohen taking over, pumping all sorts of money in as far as personnel is concerned. And the Nationals will see if they can rebound. But I think that's a Braves team with a young, fun pitching staff that'll be worth watching. I made a case last year for Tampa being a Cinderella. Was surprised they actually got to the World Series and came up a bit short. When I look up and down the board this year, I don't see a long shot capable of truly competing. Inevitably, there'll be one uh, that surprises all of us. But when you look on paper right now, nothing that jumps off the page. The one division that I have zero clue about would be the National League Central. I think you could throw a blanket over all those teams. And with the exception of the Pirates, it's anybody's guess what you're going to see on a nightly basis with them. Todd Furman, good stuff as always. I'd like for you to close by saying uh, good morning to all your good friends in Arkansas. I am a man of the people, Clay, and if the folks in Arkansas want to extend the olive branch, I know you'd be more than happy to take me down to Fayetteville for a football game this year. Fayetteville fall. is, I got to tell you, an amazing, fun place to watch a college football game. We should go there at some point. It'd be a lot of fun. This is Outkick the Coverage with Clay Travis. Hey, it's Jonas Knox, and you know O'Reilly Auto Parts, you know, o o o o who are in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offer friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free, in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you find the right battery for your vehicle. Need your windshield wipers replaced a brake light fix or a quick service they'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice you'll find the employees at o'reilly auto parts are knowledgeable helpful and best of all friendly and by the way i was just at o'reilly not that long ago within the last month and guess what needed some help with the alternator had some questions with the batteries they helped me right away and did it right there in the parking lot the professional parts people at O'Reilly Auto Parts are your one-stop shop for all things auto, do-it-yourself, and you can find what you need in-store or online. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit them at O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply.
Hey, it's Jonas Knox. You've put it off long enough. It's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has tires that will elevate your drive. Touring tires for commuter comfort. Performance tires for sporty handling. All-terrain tires for on- and off-road adventure. Go to TireRack.com to get started. Not sure where to begin? Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from the full line of general tires. Shipped fast and free to a recommended install near you or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation they'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site it doesn't get much easier than that go to tirerackcom sports to see their general tires test results tire ratings and consumer reviews and be sure to check out all the current special offers great tires and a great deal what more could you ask for that's tirerackcom sports tirerack.com the way tire buying should be Giving you a roadmap, by the way, of where we're headed the rest of the show. Appreciation for Todd Furman getting up early and hanging out with us in the first hour of the show. My Fox Bet Live co-host. Second hour. This is going to be pretty fun, I think. We are scheduled to be joined by Bianca Belair. Uh, sorry, Bianca Belair, who is a WWE wrestler. She won... Uh, the Royal Rumble. She's got a big match at WrestleMania coming up. Uh, also was a, uh, a member of three different SEC, Southeastern Conference track teams, South Carolina, Texas A&M, and Tennessee. So a pretty good college athlete. She is scheduled to join us in the second hour of the show. We also will talk to our guy as we usually do on Tuesdays. Petros Papadakis uh, will join us and that should be a fun conversation as always too. But I teased as we went to break, there was a recent study that came out, and I just saw it yesterday. Uh, one of our writers, Bobby Barak, uh, dove into it in the world of uh, in the world of why have so many people abandoned right now the uh, the universe of sports? Why are so few people actually watching? It used to be that if you wanted to get a break from the serious things in life, you would actually watch sports. And now sports has basically become politics by any other name. And they did a new uh, YouGov and Yahoo. Yahoo News poll, and uh, the, the results were nearly half of Americans changed their sports viewing habits once political and social messaging spread across the different sports leagues. Uh, and in particular, three times as many Americans watched sports less than those who watched more in the past year and change. 34.5% uh, watched less to 11% who watched more. 56.3% said they've watched about the same amount. And this is sometimes people say that they did one thing and they actually did the opposite. Sometimes the data doesn't reflect that people are being honest. But actually, the number of viewers of sports roughly corresponds with what people said in this, uh, in this uh, poll that they put on, in place. Almost every league is down in some way. And what's interesting about this is they are down at the time that sports theoretically would have been a saving grace more so than it ever has been before. So this is something interesting and intriguing to think about. Uh, 53%, by the way, of Republicans said they watch sports less once social justice messaging became prominent. But 19% of Democrats said the same thing. So this was something that became more of an issue, even though the political statements would tend to favor the left wing of the country. But again, 40% of independents chose to watch sports less for the same reason. 
So we're talking about a pretty massive number of people deciding to abandon sports at a time, in theory, when sports was one of the best entertainment options that was out there for any Americans. And, of course, the sport that has taken the brunt of this the most, I would say, is the NBA, which is continuing to have substantial declines this year. Now, maybe the NBA is going to be saved by not being political this year. It is amazing how much less political the NBA is this year. And also, maybe if you get the Lakers and LeBron James in the finals, even though they were there last year when nobody watched, and you pair them with Kevin Durant and the Brooklyn Nets, James Harden, Kyrie Irving, and you get a major East Coast market in New York and a major West Coast market in L.A., maybe that will help to cure all of the mess that the NBA found itself in But I'm not really sure how exactly this is all going to end up shaking out. And the big issue is, have people's overall viewing habits been changing in a way that was already moving in a negative direction? By which I mean, your kids, if they're anything like my kids, don't sit down and watch as many full games as we did when we were kids. But my kids wake up every morning and look at the highlights on uh, on YouTube, right? I mean, they get their iPads, and as they're sitting eating breakfast, whereas you and I, if you're around my age, and I'm 41, if you're around my age, you would flip on SportsCenter, and you would check and see what actually happened in sports. If you're older, you might have had a newspaper, and you'd go look at the box scores and try to figure out what the news was from the night before in sports uh, with a physical newspaper that you would check out. Well, my kids, they get up, and the first thing they do is go watch highlight packages from the night before. Now, this is in some way uh, a downer because younger people watch sports less and older people are being turned off because of the politics in sports. That's a bad duo that is going on right now uh, because what's going on in the larger context is becoming a pretty substantial issue. And again, I think there's also a major issue with the fact that so many people have been at home where they really didn't have anything to do, and in theory, you're selling to a captive audience, and now, as things start to get back to normal, and some of the people who were curled up in the fetal position not leaving their basements for a substantial period of time because they were terrified of COVID, as those people start to get out and about much more, it's going to be interesting to see how exactly that shakes out. And by the way, let me give you an example in my own life of things starting to change my uh wife's mom and step my stepfather uh in law had not seen my kids really close in terms of having a visit in basically a year uh now we had talked to him on the phone we'd zoomed we'd had all those conversations but they got nervous because they had a couple of surgeries and they were worried about covid they've now got their double vaccines and they're coming into my house to stay for the weekend for easter I would imagine that there are a lot of people in many parts of the country that are going to be welcoming grandparents, uh, elderly relatives for Easter-related events in a way that hasn't happened in the past. Well, I bring that up because so many people have stayed in their homes and interacted in a relatively minimal amount with the larger universe out there, and now... Are they going to be outside of their homes watching sports even less? I think it's an intriguing question to think about. But again, uh, this is data from a Yahoo Sports uh, study, as well, Yahoo News, sorry, as well as YouGov. Nearly 35% 
of uh, sports fans watched less uh, compared to 11% who watched more. So the political nature of sports in this modern era has been a turnoff to the vast majority of American sports fans. And I don't think that surprises anybody who is in my universe out there uh, that has been listening to this program. When we come back, the latest on Deshaun Watson. It is not a pretty picture. Sports Illustrated ran an interview with an anonymous woman who gave a very detailed uh, explanation of what her experience was like with Deshaun Watson. It is a monster story that continues to grow. More and more sexual assault lawsuits being filed. But this woman talked to SI. She hasn't even filed a lawsuit. Her story, pretty compelling. I will tell you as much of it as I can on regular radio. Plus, again, we've got a great guest from the WWE, and we'll be talking to Petros Papadakis. Final two hours of the program loaded. We'll also be breaking down the games going on tonight. USC, UCLA, Gonzaga, and Michigan in action. And we got half the final four set. Gambling picks, all that still coming in your direction. Plus, one of the dumbest ideas for a boycott in the history of sports. You're going to love this if you haven't heard it already. It involves the Masters, which is only a couple of weeks away. This is OutKick on Fox Sports. Sports Radio. Be sure to catch live editions of Outkick the Coverage with Clay Travis weekdays at 6 a.m. Eastern, 3 a.m. Pacific. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. You need parts? O'Reilly Auto Parts has parts. Need them fast? We've got fast. No matter what you need, we have thousands of professional parts people doing their part to make sure you have it. Product availability. Just one part that makes O'Reilly stand apart. The professional parts people. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Auto Parts. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. 